Indian-American author and alternative medicine advocate Deepak Chopra once said, The best way to get rid of the pain is to feel the pain. And when you feel the pain and go beyond it, you'll see there's a very intense love that is wanting to awaken itself. Welcome to episode 37 of the Perfect Mass Podcast, Surviving You. Perfect Mass is my perfect mess. Everybody. Welcome to the Perfect Mess Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Molina, and this is episode 37, Surviving You. I hope you guys are doing well. Um, I hope you're enjoying your uh, your weekend, uh, long weekend. Please remember what the weekend is about, um, Memorial Day. Um, you know, so shout out to any anybody who has uh, family that's served in the military. Um, as most of you guys know, I have a lot of family that served in the military, and I am very... Um, yeah, I'm very fond of the military, um, and my as most of my family were Marines, Rangers, uh, you name it. Uh, I've got a couple of that were in the Army as well, and some Air Force. So uh, all across the board, I've got I've got family in the service. So uh, this holiday means a lot to me. So hopefully you're enjoying the weekend. Um, I have definitely enjoyed the weekend. This weekend's always special to me uh, because it's my son, uh, Jaden's birthday. Uh, he just turned ten on the twenty uh, seventh, and yeah, man, it's um, it was a good birthday. It was really good. Uh, you know, I'm gonna catch you guys up with what's been going on uh, over the last couple of days uh, since the last episode, and um, you know, try not to hold you too long today. Um, so yeah, again, let me uh, let me catch you up. Uh, Jaden's birthday, uh, my youngest, he just turned ten. Uh, his birthday just passed, um, and uh, gosh, man, I was really happy. Uh, this is his first actual birthday since COVID, and if you remember, you know, I don't. I believe I did talk about it on the podcast last year because um, I had started this podcast in April. So, yeah, I believe I did touch on it last year. Uh, last year was tough because that was around the time we were supposed to be coming out of the pandemic. And they said, hey, we're, we're going to be letting up the restrictions um, and we should be good. And then our county actually said, hey, we're going to extend it another 30 days, literally three days before his birthday. And I had to have a talk with him about that. And he broke down crying. Um, and I remember I have to I had to pull over at a Safeway um, parking lot and get out of the car and, you know, sit him on my lap and talk to him and console him because he was um, he was just heartbroken. You know, uh, he had not seen his friends. He was hoping to have a party so he could be around all his friends. Uh, and that just wasn't possible because of all the restrictions. Um, so last year was was pretty hard. Um, we made the best of it. We did have one of those, uh, those drive-by uh, birthdays, and some of the kids ended up, you know, staying and playing with them and whatnot. But l- last year was just tough. So this year, 
you know, I could see it in him. He knew we were going to be able to have a party. He knew we were going to be able to have friends and and go somewhere to where he could enjoy himself. Uh, And he was excited. He was counting down the hours. He was literally telling me, hey, dad, 19 days, 19 hours to my birthday. Hey, dad, eight more hours to my birthday. Hey, dad, four more hours to my birthday. And I'm like, you need to go to sleep. Um, But, you know, he was so excited. And, um, you know, when I woke up in the morning, and by the way, this was the first time, oof, don't get emotional here. Um, this was the first time since my divorce that my uh, my my son woke up to me on his birthday. Um, man, I just thought about that. Yeah, he uh, he was, they stayed the night with me. They had, you know, their night with me um, happened to fall on his birthday, and when I woke up, you know, I called him and he came to my room and he laid with me and I sang happy birthday to him in his in my bed as we laid there. And, you know, we always do these little morning cuddles. And uh, he likes when I sing happy birthday to him because I have a little special way that I sing it. And, um, you know, he had school that day, um, but he was okay because he knew it was his birthday and he knew we were going to go and, you know, do a little something on his birthday. And then Friday was going to be his party. Um, and then we were going to basically, it was going to be his weekend. So, um, yeah, we, uh, we had a good time. We, um, did a little something for him on, you know, went, did a little shopping and whatnot, um, on his birthday, which was Thursday. And then we took him to get a, he loves, I love the fact that he's 10 and he still loves stuffed animals. Uh, so we went to build a bear. He loves build a bear. He got a new monkey. He's a huge, huge monkey fan. He has, so many monkey stuffed animals it's not even funny they're all over the place so he loves monkeys so he got a new monkey uh he named it bucky so bucky is the new monkey that we have uh and the cool thing was he could put they put a little voice box in his hand so when you press it it can talk uh but what was awesome about that is he could record his voice and then they installed it so uh what did it say he said he recorded what's up, bruh? <laughs> so I said, you really want the the monkey to say that? And he's like, yeah. So now when you press his monkey, oh, excuse me, when you press Bucky's hand, it says, what's up, bruh? <laughs> so uh, that's Bucky. That's uh, one of his gifts. And then we also got him a, a Nintendo Switch. Um and a bunch of other stuff, uh, and then, you know, we went and got some food, and, you know, kind of did, we kept it kind of small on his birthday, because he had school the next day as well, um, and then Friday, we did a little rocket jump, um, rock and jump, where you can, you know, you can jump on the trampolines in this building, and play dodgeball, and basketball, and all this stuff, and we had a good group of his friends there, plenty of food, plenty of cake, um, you name it. Um, it was a really good time. He was, I was, I just loved the fact that they were able to all hang out with each other and and seeing the kids running around and having a blast. Um, it was great to see. Uh, I was very, very happy about that. Excuse me. I'm drinking uh, some green tea, by the way, which is, um, again, I'm recording this at night. So tea, I usually drink coffee, but I'm trying to get better at drinking coffee at night um, so I don't stay up too long. Um, Anyways, so his birthday went really well. Um, He got a lot of gifts. He got a lot of PlayStation cards. uh, So he's he's rolling in the money. 
Um, and then he, you know, he, as always, he always gets a lot of cash. Um, one of my gifts to him was uh, $100 to invest. And we did that. And then his grandmother gave him $50 to invest. And then he got another $20 to invest. This is aside from all the other money he got from everybody. Um, but we've been teaching him about investing. We've been teaching Jordan about investing. And most of you guys have known that um, because I share that with you guys all the time. Um, now, with that being said, uh, we um, I got him... I got him into crypto, most of you guys know, uh, and he's invested in a couple of uh, couple of small coins that, um, you know, at a low risk, uh, and just to get him excited. Uh, and I say that because you know, um, I I got a po- I put up a post with my son, um, and it was a graphic that I made of him kind of holding a couple of uh, crypto coins, and it said "Happy Birthday," and it said. Uh, invested and diversified at age 10 you know and it was just to show people that you know I'm getting my my kids interested in investing it wasn't really about crypto it was just them being involved um at such a young age but I got a message from you know a family member of course who I love to death but he was you know it, it was kind of a downer because he had you know he had mentioned uh you know terrible choices and then he was he, you know, he had pro- he approached me, uh, or I approached him, and de- I erased the comment because I didn't want that to be on my son's birthday uh, post. And I DM'd him, and I said, "Hey, you know, um, I said uh, I- I'm all ears. Um, I said they're not terrible choices to me because I've made some pretty good money with these choices. And I said, um, but I'm all ears if you've got uh, if you've got some tips or if you got some ideas or some things that I should look out for, I'm all ears. But I'm definitely not new to this, um, you know. And I said, and I just uh, I deleted the the message because I don't want that on my son's post. But let's talk. Um, and he just basically he was under the impression that um, you know I wasn't well informed, like most people aren't. There's a lot of people that aren't, aren't informed on crypto. Um, and they kind of just jump in with the idea that they're just going to get rich really fast. I'm not one of those. Uh, but he was under the impression that I was doing that and that I was maybe passing bad information and, and all this stuff to my son. And da, da, da. And I said, hey, 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 I understand what you're saying. I'm not one of them. This is not something where I think I'm just it's a get rich scheme or a pyramid scheme or whatever you want to call it. And I'm just going to think I'm going to become a millionaire overnight. These are coins that I have spoke to with friends of mine who have made an obscene amount of money and who have been advising me. And I said, and the other thing is, I don't throw college money or savings money at any of this. The only money that I throw at this is um, money that I consider gone. So, for instance, if I throw $100 at it, that's $100 that... I consider gone. I don't worry about it no more. It's not a hundred dollars. If I lose it, I'm going to, I can't pay my rent or I can't pay my car note or I can't buy my kids clothes or whatever it is. So when I put money into these things, these investments, which are not only just crypto coins, they're just whatever stocks, um, real estate, whatever it is, I consider that money gone. It's money that I'm not worried about. So I explained that to him and he said, okay, he goes, I hear you. He goes, my bad. Um, I just, I'm, 
I hear a lot of people just jumping into this and they're not informed and they're just throwing all this money at it and and da 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 da. He goes, and I've been in crypto for a long time. I've made a good amount of money, but it's so popular now. People are just making bad investments. And he goes, and I and I hate when people say, oh, it's investment and diversified. He goes, coins are not the same as stock and real estate. And I already understood that, but. I made one point, and if for anybody listening right now, and you have kids, and you're wanting to teach your kids uh, to invest, what I told him was this. Most kids, my kids' age, they've been investing since, eight, well, Jaden since nine, and Jordan since he was 11, he's turning 12. So most kids these days, they don't care about investing they just want to spend their money. They get money, they want to spend it. They get money, they want to go to the store. They get money, they want to go to Target. They get money, they want to play, put it towards Fortnite or PlayStation, whatever the heck they're doing. They don't want to invest. They don't understand that. They don't care. But crypto was the first thing that my kids understood, meaning not understood, you know, the way it works, but they get it because they're seeing it everywhere. So it kind of, it, it's, it sparks some interest because they're seeing it on TikTok. There's a there's a song that's on YouTube that YouTubers are singing that they know all the words for. That's about Dogecoin. Uh, they know Elon Musk, so they 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 like the meme coin. Um, so it's kind of sparked some interest in them. Now, if that's what it is going to interest them and get them started and spark the interest for investing, then that's where I'm going to take it because. I need to start somewhere that to get them interested. And then once they're in, then I can start teaching them about stocks, about real estate, about all these other ways to make money work for them. But my in was crypto because it seemed fun to them. Now, I know it's not a game. I know you can lose your ass in crypto. But that is if you're throwing your 401k, your life saving, juniors, college money, and you're throwing it all in there. That's not something I'm doing. I'm being very smart and I'm only putting money towards crypto and stocks and whatnot that I consider money that is gone once I give it and once I invest it. Now, that's what I'm doing with my kids and they're interested. They're hyped about it. I'm not I'm telling them, hey, this is a long term thing. Don't think that, hey, by next year, you're going to have thousands of dollars. That may not happen. We may lose that 50 bucks you just threw at that. But. You're learning, you're interested, and you're seeing how your money's working, and that's what I want to teach you now. So by the time you've gotten older, you've already been in the game for a little while. Now you're learning about stocks. Now you're learning about real estate. So it opens the door to all these other things that are more substantial. Do you know what I mean? So that's what I was telling them. I said, my kids are interested. I'm excited about that. So that's where I'm starting. And for what it's worth, if you're listening This is a great way to at least find out if your kids are interested or get them involved. All right. So one of my gifts to him was $100. So we took $100 and we split it into two. We we got a couple of uh, we invested in two different cryptos. um, And then his like I said, his grandma gave him some money um, and he got some other money that he invested. So uh, I just think it's amazing that he's excited about one of those gifts being money to invest Um, so I'm happy about that. If you want to get your kid involved in early on in, 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 uh, in investing and, and all that, this is a great way to do it. Like I said, listen to what I'm saying. Don't throw all your money. 
take 10, 20, 30 bucks, throw it in there and just show them how it works. And and if you don't know, try it yourself and you can learn. Don't throw the house at it. Throw a couple of dollars here and there and just watch it work. That's all I'm saying. Um, so, so yeah, so that's, uh, that was one of his gifts. And, uh, and the cool thing is now, if you ask him, he says, I diversified my portfolio, which is awesome. Yeah, it's just crypto right now, but he has money in three different crypto coins right now. And he understands that he's got money working in three different areas now, which is really good. And I'm happy about that. Again, I opened the door and now we're going to slowly grow into other things. So that was the goal for that. So um, that was part of the birthday. Uh, we capped off this birthday um, on my end with a trip to the beach. Uh, we went to a not a new beach, but a beach that we haven't been to. Uh, Panther Beach, which is out by... Um, where is it? Um, gosh, out by Sharkfin Cove. Um, Davenport, Davenport, California. Um, so we drove out to Panther Beach, which was great. We were trying to avoid all the crowds because of the weekend, the holiday weekend. And we did the right thing because I think there was like four or five little groups of people at this beach that you had to hike down into. And we had a blast. So uh, we were there. The kids brought the football. They were able to line out a big football field in the sand, put rocks as the end zone. And we got a little football game going. A couple of couple of other guys jumped in and I was playing permanent quarterback and throwing touchdowns and having a blast. Um, and then uh, my little guy, you know, he, he wanted to bury me. Like he wanted to bury somebody. Nobody wanted to get buried, uh, you know, and I could see he was kind of bugging him. He, they dug this hole and he's like, no one wants to get buried. And you know, that's kind of when dad has to step in, you know, and so I stepped in. I said, look, you can bury me. He's like, really? And I'm like, yeah, come on. So I got in there and I let them bury me and I just laid in there and they took pictures and whatnot. And, um, you know, it's just kind of something, hey, whatever's going to make the weekend great for him, I'm all for it. Um, you know, so I just jumped in there and let them bury. They had a good time, uh, but it was great. We had a good time at the beach. Again, that's Panther Beach. Uh, out in um, Davenport, California, right by Santa Cruz. Um, and uh, yeah, we had a good time. So if you're ever in that area, check that beach out. It's very nice. It's secluded. Um, you got to kind of hike to get there. But I like that because that means most people won't go there because it's just too much work. And you know, most people don't want to do a lot of work to get somewhere. Mm. So moving on, I had a Again, I always reference my Instagram, right? Follow me on Instagram, at It's Ray Molina. Uh, I shared a story the other day uh, of me leaving my kids, uh, my mom, my kid's mom's house. And um, I was sitting in my car, and it was about 1030 at night, and there was uh, a police helicopter circling the area, which is a common thing because uh, the part of San Jose we live is just very... It's, it's, unfortunately, it's very active, um, but I never you I never hear them speaking on the loudspeaker. And this time, I actually heard somebody speaking. There was an officer saying something on the loudspeaker, and I wasn't really tripping. And then I was sitting in my car, and I'm like, you know, I should probably roll down my window to see what they're talking about because what if there's a guy running around with a gun or something? And here I am, like a sitting duck, just sitting in my car. Um, so I roll my window down. 
and I can barely hear him, and he circles around, and he says, uh, we're looking for an elderly Asian man standing about 5'4", in his 80s, uh, he's wearing a red sweater, or red jacket, uh, he's been missing, if you see him, if you find him, please call 911, and he keep, they just keep repeating that, and I'm like, okay, so I call my kid, because I'm still parked in front of the house, I call my kid's mom, and I said, hey, she goes, I hear them. What are they saying? So I tell her, and she goes, okay, I'll keep an eye out. Um, I'll check my ring cam in case I see anything. And I'm like, all right, cool. Uh, you guys be cool. Um, I'm about to leave. So I leave, right? Uh, I go. I literally take a right, come down, and come to the light. And uh, there's people that always run this red light. So I kind of poked my head out when it was a green light, and I looked to my left just to make sure there was no cars running because you can't really see around this corner. And no cars were coming, so I hit the gas to leave. And as I turned left, I could see there was a little Asian man sitting on the corner with his legs crossed and his hands on top of his knees, just sitting on the corner by himself. And mind you, this is now about 1040, 1045. And I go, gosh, that looks like the guy they were just talking about. And... I'm like, you know what? I think it is. So I speed to the next light. I run the red light, flip a U-turn, and speed all the way back. And I park my car on the corner blocking, you know, the walkway. And I put my hazard lights on. And I get out of the car and I look at him. And I go, are you okay? And he looks at me and he's sitting there. And he starts saying something Vietnamese really calm. and uh, But I could tell he was crying. And I go, hey, hey, hey you're okay? I, I knew he couldn't understand me, but I was kind of patted his shoulders said you're gonna be okay I said stay right here okay and um the helicopter was circling so I kind of I have this little app where it kind of does a little codes with the you know the light the, the flashlight on the phone it blinks so it kind of tells you know um so I set it to where it notifies the police helicopter that uh we need help so I did that, and then I called 911, and the dispatch call, you know, got on the phone with me, and she was like, you found him? I said, yeah, we're right on the corner of this street and that street, and I'm here. My hazard lights are on. I'm in a little black car, and they were like, okay, cool, and then that's when the, I seen the helicopter that was watching my light. He like It's crazy because I've never seen a helicopter do this, but he flipped a U-turn in the air so fast and almost nosedived towards where I'm at, and he's like... He's like, officers are on the way. Good job. Good work. And um, before I could even say thank you, I mean, there were cops flying from everywhere getting in to where I was at. Uh, and that was him. Cop gets out of the car and he's like, hey, uh, we've been looking for this guy for literally about three hours, man. He goes, how'd you find him? I go, I I just told him everything that I told you. I, I drove, uh, I came out, saw him on the corner. Uh Thought it was him, flipped a U-turn over there, came back, and sure enough, he's like, man, he goes, uh, man, great. He goes, how did you know, what helped? Did the helicopter uh, doing the um, the announcements over the microphone, did that help? I go, that's what got me, because I didn't know what you guys were doing, but that's what helped me. Uh, that's how I found out. And he said, so he called the dispatch, he goes, hey, tell the chopper that the uh, announcements helped. That's how this guy found him. So, um so I was like, right on, man. He goes, cool. He's like, hey, man, uh, this guy, you know, he's got medic. He's got to take medication. He's uh, he's been robbed before. People mess with him, and he and he um, he gets lost all the time. Um, but this was one of the times where he actually got really lost, and they couldn't find him anywhere. Usually, they can find him. And I said, man, I'm just glad to help. And uh, so that was that. Uh, 
the ambulance came, you know, I'm, I'm sure they take him just to make sure nothing happened to him, that he's okay. And, um, and I left, you know, as I was, <laughs> as I found this guy and the cops were there, I had texted uh, my kid's mom and I said, Hey, found him. And she was like, wait, what? And I go, yeah, found him. She goes, no, you didn't. And I go, hold on. And I flipped my camera and I took a picture of, you know, you could see partial of my face and then you could see him behind me. And I sent it to her and she was like, oh my God. She's like, you really found him. She's like, that is so crazy. And I said, yeah. I go, nuts, right? And she goes, wow, there was a reason why you left at that time. Like, I, I believe that. And I go, no, you're 100% correct. Like, I, I believe that. Um, and I do. I, I believe that um, that's God's work, not mine. I believe that there's a reason why I was, I, I literally had my car started and was just sitting in my car. I, I don't even know why. Um, I, actually, I think I was listening to the, the tail end of the um, post-game interviews with the Giants because they had just beat the Dodgers. And I was just sitting in my car with the radio down a little bit listening. And I think there was a reason why I stayed there because then I started hearing the policemen talk and I rolled down my window. Um, I believe that God works that way. And I believe that there's a reason why I took off the way I did and got that information drove off and boom, found him. I, I just, I firmly believe that there is a reason why I believe that God was using me to do that. Um, it definitely wasn't me. Um, cause I just, we're humans. We, we're, we're goofballs. We don't, we're not that intelligent. I know a lot of people like to think humans are intelligent. We aren't, we're, we're idiots. Um, but I, uh, I believe that God used me and, uh, I, I acknowledged that and immediately I said, thank you. I said, thank you, Lord. Um, so for, for non-believers, I get it. You're probably skeptical about that, but I'm not a non-believer and I firmly believe in that. Um, so I just felt completely awesome that I found this guy and was able to help out. Good deed, right? Um, Anyways, right after that, I went to a gas station because I was gonna I was gonna Uber drive for a little while. Uh, so I went to the gas station, right? And um, I was gonna grab me an energy drink. I, by the way, I gotta stop drinking energy drinks. Um, I just I got back on energy drinks and I need to stop doing that. But they work, and sometimes I'm just not in the mood for coffee, and I just need that energy drink. I just need that taste. I don't know what it is, man. Um, but I got to get off them. But anyways, I went to the gas station to grab an energy drink. And when I pulled in, I got out of my car and I, anybody who knows me, I have a, I have a wicked sixth sense. Like I know when I'm being watched. I know when I'm being looked at and I know when something is about to happen. And I get out of this car, I get out of my car and I see this truck that's in one of the stalls. They pull out and I could see somebody look at me and then I made eye contact with them. But the way they looked at me, I was like, ah, that was kind of odd. And I'm like, whatever. So I walked to the uh, window, um, grabbed me my energy drink, and I put it on the thing. And the guy through the window is like, okay. And I put it in the little drawer, and he charges me. And as I do that, the guy behind me goes, I hear someone go, is that player Ray? And in my head, I'm like, man this better not be no BS after something so positive. This better not be no BS. I don't need no BS right now. And I turned to, I mean, cause people don't really call me that no more. You know, I, I mean, 
the last time I put out an album that went that I went by that name, like legitimately was using that name, uh, was probably 2015. It was literally, gosh, six years ago, something like that. Yes, six, seven years ago, something like that. So I was already skeptical by them calling me that, and I turned around, and it's um, two guys sitting in a pickup truck, and I look at them, and I'm like, they're like, hey, what's up? I go, yeah, what's going on, man? And they, hey, what's up, man? And I'm like, without, I'm trying to be cool, and I'm like, yeah, do, do I know you guys? And he's like, he's like, yeah, I go, I mean, you look familiar, but I, you know, I can't place your face. He's, he's like, nah, you don't really know me. And I, he goes, um. He goes, hey, the driver goes, no, nah, but I like your music, bro. And I was like, I was like, okay, oh, okay. Oh, I was like, you heard my music. And he's like, yeah. And I'm still skeptical because I'm like, I don't know. You just don't, the way I grew up, I'm very careful approaching people. And when people approach me, I just, you just don't know what their intentions are. So I was like, okay. I was like, right on, man. Right on. He goes, yeah, uh, I always see you on Instagram, man. He goes, um, you and your kids are always working out and running. And he goes, man, I think that's dope, man. It's like, it's inspiring. And I go, oh, you're on my Instagram. He goes, yeah, man. He goes, um, he goes, yeah, I just, he goes, I just, I like, uh, I like what you do, man. It's everything you're doing is super inspiring. He goes, I, we don't, we don't know each other. He goes, I just, I saw your face. I just, I told my boy and my boy goes, oh, I remember him. He raps. He goes, um, he goes, yeah, I'm going to go back around and say, what's up? He goes, I just want to meet you, man. I just want to say, what's up? He goes, we have a mutual friend. I, um, I know, I know, um, so-and-so and you know, I was like, oh yeah, I just talked to him. He goes, yeah, man. And then the guy in the passenger seat was like, yeah, bro. He goes, I got a son too, man. Um, you know, he just turned this age. I go, yeah, my son too. And kind of connected on that. And he goes, Hey man, you seem like a really cool dude. He goes, um, like your music anyways. Just want to, just want to say hi, man, and, and introduce ourselves and just meet you, man. Um, have a good night. It was a pleasure meeting you. And I said, you guys too, man, you guys take care. And then, uh, and then they left. Um, and to be honest with you, man, from where I'm from on that part of town, interactions don't always go that way you know they just don't they usually there's usually some friction there's usually some old like tension from like back when you were doing what I was doing back in the day and then you're like gosh here we go like I got to deal with this now so it was so good for that interaction to be so positive um and I'm it kind of it's starting to make me realize like, man, you know, more and more people are starting to notice what I'm doing with with uh, my kids and the other kids that I coach and mentor um, and they're paying attention and, and things are starting to grow. Um, and I, I think eventually I got to kind of get away from, um, you know, being so on edge and, and protective. Um, I don't know if I'm ever going to stop being protective, but uh, maybe I'll ease up for being on edge because I, you know, that's just something that it's an instinct that I have and immediately go into defensive mode and <laughs> kind of ready for whatever, you know what I mean? Um, but it was, it was cool that all of that happened in a matter of um, probably about 20 minutes. And I had told them, they were like seeing all the cops and like, what happened over there? And I was like, I told them what happened. They're like, oh man, that's cool. You found them. And so it was cool. Um, I actually had to go back and pay for my monster energy drink, excuse, you know, and uh, the, the, uh, the guy was looking at me. I'm like, my bad, dude. And um, he thought I actually already paid for it. He gave it to me. I said, no, I didn't I didn't pay for it. I said, I ran off. Um, but let me pay for it. So anyways, I paid for it. And um, and then I got my night going, man. Um, 
which was it was a good night. <laughs> um, so that was that. Um, and um, I don't know, man, it, it, it's always it's always cool meeting people um, and seeing uh, and hearing the things that that um, inspire them uh, that I share, um, not only on the podcast, but on my Instagram, um, you know, because it's not always people that you think, you know, you sometimes you're thinking, oh, you know, it's probably just, you know, some guys who are like this or some women who are like this. And actually, I've been meeting a lot of people that look like they wouldn't even be following me or supporting someone like me. You know, they got a little edge to them. And these guys are coming out and saying, hey, man, I, you know, I really love what you do. And uh, I like that because the spectrum is growing. Um, and that's important to me because I do want to be uh I want to be uh, an inspiration to people who maybe don't have a similar background to me or maybe come from a different walk of life. You know what I mean? So anyway, that was cool. Uh, I have a friend and I'm going to switch gears real quick. I have a friend that I am super proud of, man. And um, I always talk about being a great father and what that means to me. um, And I share the things that I do. But I have a friend of mine who... um, you know, I was debating on whether I should mention his name or whatnot, but I'm going to keep his name out just for personal reasons because I just don't, you know, I didn't tell him I was going to talk about him on this podcast and I don't want to make him feel uncomfortable. But I have a friend who has been going through some serious stuff with, um, you know, with this kid and, um, and uh, custody uh, with the mom um, and and the mom making things extremely hard for him uh, to be a father, to be there for his kid, uh, you know, just constantly making it tough for him to um, to do what he needs to do and to teach his kid what he needs to teach him as a man. Um, every time he, you know, he makes progress with them, like there's something that she does to kind of bring him back. And it's unfortunate, you know. Um, he's a really good dude and, you know, he's, he's been struggling and a lot of the times when I'm around him, he'll, he'll say, Hey, can you, can you talk to my son? Can you, can you go talk to him? Cause I'm always talking to him and I, you know, I need to pull back and he respects you a lot. And if you could talk to him about this and, or this and that, you know, kind of just see where he's at, you know, maybe he'll talk to you. So I do that whenever I can, um, and that means a lot to me when a father tells me or asks me to do that because um, it means that they're trusting me to uh, to speak to their kid and, 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 and get information from them or pass them information that they need um, and maybe just get some answers to maybe help him. Uh, to to get around certain things and navigate with his son to to get to build a better relationship, uh, that means a lot to me. But my boy did something, and I know if he hears this, he's gonna know I'm talking about him. My boy did something, and uh, you know he's 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 pushing his he's he's not forty yet, but he's close. But he did something that inspired it that inspired me so much and made me so proud of him. He uh. He just recently graduated from college, man. He uh, he went back to school and got his degree. And um, it's such a great example uh, to be his age and to show his son that he is setting the example, doing 
doing the work to get better so he can provide a better life for his son. Um, and it just, it, I had to text him. I said, hey, man, because he graduated uh, this weekend. And I said, hey, I just wanted to tell you that um, congratulations and good luck today, man. I'm I'm super proud of you. That is such a big accomplishment. I just want to tell you that uh, you you got to be so proud, man, and your son should be proud. You're doing a great job, and you're setting a great example for your son. And he said, man, that means a lot to me coming from you. And I I got to tell you, man, um, it made me look at a lot of things that I, that I need to do with my life. Um, and I do a lot, but I that made me envious, you know, to, to see that, to see a man going through the stuff that he's been going through. Um, and to still, as he's holding down a nine to five and, and, and coaching and, and, and raising his son and going through the stuff that he's been going through for custody, he still found a way to continue to go to school and then to graduate and get a degree. Um, and I just can't tell you how much I'm, I'm, uh, proud of him. And if he's listening, you know who I'm talking about. Um, man, I mean every word of that, dude. I, um. I'm 1,000% proud of you, dude. Uh, you inspire the hell out of me. Um, and I was just, when I seen you share that on Instagram that you were um, finally graduating, because I know you've been going to school, it, uh, it, it it warmed my heart, bro. It warmed my heart. Uh, because I think more fathers ought to do stuff like that. Because kids need to see that, you know. They just do. They don't need to see, you know, a lot of a lot of parents just harp on their kids like you need to go to school for this. You need to this. You need to that. You need. I did this. I did that. But you're actually showing firsthand that you're doing that. Uh, and I think that that's important. So my hat's off to you, bro. Um, and I think your son is going to be very proud. And that's a lesson that he's never going to forget. Um. Today, I, I, uh, my kids were with uh, their mom, um, and they were uh, celebrating uh, one of Jaden's best friend's birthdays, so they had a whole day planned, so I had a free day today. Um, so I just, I just said, man, you know, I'm going uh, to go to church, or I'm going to go to church online, because I didn't have to be at church to, to help out today. I, they had someone to, someone to help with the videoing. Uh, so I said, you know, I worked late last night. I'm going to stay in. I'm going to do online church. So I logged in online, uh, you know, got the message from my pastor. Um, I prayed, um, did a little stretching and, uh, I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to work today. So I decided to, I'm going to go drive today. And, you know, it's a holiday weekend. I'm sure it's going to be super active. And I was right. It was very active. So it was a good day. And I never drive during the day. I usually drive at night. Um, anyways, I picked up an elderly woman today and they always give you the notification, hey, this ride is going to be 45 plus minutes or longer. So me, if that's not one of my last rides, I usually will take it because I'm like, yo, this is going to, this one ride alone will pay for everything. So I took it and then uh, I drove over to pick this uh, this woman up and um, she needed some help. She had bad knees and so I was carrying her luggage and put her in the car and um it was a it was an elderly woman, and we got to talking, and I said, "Where are you going today?" And, and uh, I said, "I know we're going to out by Richmond." Uh, 
and she's like, I'm going to see my sister. I haven't seen my sister in uh, almost, uh, well, a little over a year, a year and two months since the pandemic. And I said, really? She's like, I'm leaving my house for the first time. Uh, I'm fully vaccinated and uh, I'm just, I'm thrilled. I, uh, I'm i packing bags because I'm going to stay with her for two weeks and I'm going to you know, I haven't been able to see her and I miss her so much. And I was like, wow, so you haven't? She goes, no, I'm, you know, she's well into her 70s. And she's like, I just, I couldn't leave, you know, I I couldn't risk it. So I've, you know, I've had to have my groceries delivered. I've had to, you know, have family members drop off certain things at my door. I just had to be careful, you know, because I'm high risk. And, uh, man, I, you know, talking to her made me realize, like, that is a lot of time to be gone. That is a lot of time to be in the house. Um, you know, she, uh, I think she knew that we didn't share the same opinion with regards to like the mask thing and, um, the vaccination thing and whatnot, but we had a really good conversation. Um, and what I liked about this this lady was, she's like, I really don't, you know, I don't ever care who, what people's political background is or how they feel about certain things. She's like, what I care about is conversation. She's like, I, I just care about people being able to listen to each other and have a conversation and talk without arguing. We don't always have to be from the same backgrounds or agree on the same things politically or religiously or whatever it is. But... We can sit and talk and listen and understand. And if we don't uh, don't agree, we don't have to argue. She's like, I just love having conversations with people of all backgrounds, of um, you know, all religions and people who have maybe different political beliefs than I do. And I said, um, I agree with you. You know, so we got off into a great conversation about her traveling to Europe and how they live. And she's like. You know, people genuinely want the same things. People for, don't believe in that, but they do. They want peace. They want to be have a good living. They want to be able to provide for their family, all of that. We all want the same things. It's just we all don't have the same path to get there. Um, and that's where and we don't we don't communicate. So we all think, oh, these people want this and that person wants this. And that's not the case. If we talk to each other. We would understand that we all want the same thing. It's just we are all going about it the different, you know, different ways. Um, I just enjoyed this conversation, man. I I really did, and uh, you know, we had an hour and fifteen minute drive, and um, you know, a little longer than normal because of the holiday. But when I got to uh, her sister's house, I you know I took her suitcases and I brought it to the front door and her sister came out. She's like, hi, you must be the driver. And I said, yeah. I said, you know, your sister's really happy to, you know, to, to be here to see you. She's, she's been looking forward to this. She really misses you. And she's like, oh, I know. I'm so, I am so happy to see her. She's like, I, I told her I want her to stay and I'm just really glad she's here. She's like, I'm looking forward to it. Um, she's like, thank you so much for getting her here safely. I said, no problem. And, uh, when I went to help her get out, because she has a cane, she said, you know, I really enjoyed having this conversation with you. She's like, you're probably the first young man that I've had a very decent conversation with um, 
who isn't so combative about certain ideas and certain things that I may have talked about. You, you, you know how to hold a conversation. She was like, and I enjoyed our ride. That was a long ride, but it felt short because of the conversation we had. And I said, I agree with you. Um, it did feel short, right? And she's like, yeah. Um, she goes, anyways, thank you for the ride. She was like, um, I'm going to tip you. She's like, very generously. She's like, I just, I'd enjoyed that ride. She goes, let me get in and get settled. And I'll, I said, no rush. She's like, no, I want to make sure that I do it so I don't forget. She's like, but you will be seeing a tip here shortly. And I said, all right, thank you so much. And that was that. Um, but, you know, it just made me, it brought me back to, you know, how this pandemic has affected people differently. Um, and it was hard for me to grasp the fact that she hadn't left the house in a year and two months. But I was so happy for her. I was so happy that she was able to see her sister and, and finally get out of the house um, and do that. So, yeah, man, that was that was today. Um, with that being said, I'm going to dive in um, to the the and close this thing out with the actual topic of this podcast. Uh, and that topic is called Surviving You. Um which is probably, you know, I, I don't think I've said this publicly yet, but I plan on writing a book. That is something that I want to do. Um, I want to write more than one book. Um, I've never written a book. I'm a writer, but I've never actually tried to write a book. Uh, but if and when I do, uh, the title is probably going to be called Surviving You. Um, so let's dive in. Uh, you know, oftentimes we, we go through so much stuff, um, in our lives that it can, it can hinder the way we move going forward. Uh, it can hinder, uh, It can skew our view on certain things in life, um, and it could be it could make us very skeptical and jaded uh, when things are going too good. To be honest, um, you become your own worst enemy. You expect things to go wrong. You expect failure. You don't believe things that feel good. Like if it feels too good, something's got to something's wrong. Something's going to go wrong here. You, you question your worth or whether you deserve something so good. You don't feel worthy. You cause problems because of the absence of problems that you're used to. Let me say that again. You cause problems because of the absence of problems that you are used to. I know that last part hits because it hits for me big time. See, we don't find any of this out that I just mentioned until we are in a wonderful situation that we aren't used to. None of we don't find any of these things out until we're in a situation that's like great and we're just not used to it. Then we start to find these things out. 
that's when the test comes, you know, and, and we, re, uh, you know, are we really healed from our past? Do we know our worth and are we as strong as we say we are? Or are we still damaged and about to destroy everything that is happening, happening for us or to us? Do you understand what I'm saying? That may be a little confusing, but I can tell you because I was there. Um, there was a time when I said, I never want to be married again. There was a time when I said, I don't want any more kids. There was a time when I said, I don't ever want to love again because I don't want to feel heartbreak again. There was a time when I said, I don't want to ever get married again because I don't want to feel the disappointment of a divorce. I don't want to feel that pain no more. There was a time when I didn't trust anybody with my heart because I knew I was a good, I am a good man. I just didn't think that I could find a good woman that deserves me being a good man to them. So I block everything out. I said, I'm not going to date. I'm not going to do this. I'm just going to focus on my kids. I'm going to be the best dad ever. That's all I'm going to do. I'm going to work out. I'm going to work. I'm going to earn money. And I'm going to take care of my kids. And that's it. Everybody else, kick to the curb. I don't trust nobody. I don't want no one around me. I'm not going to give anybody a chance. And I knew that was evident now that I'm saying this, and this wasn't part of the podcast, but now that I say that, I remember, man, I remember, I remember putting up a profile, um, on one of the dating apps and I remember listing everything that I didn't want in a woman. That, (laughs) that sounds bananas to say, right? But I remember Creating a profile on this dating app and saying everything that I didn't want in a woman. And I remember this very beautiful woman adding me and then starting a conversation. And she was probably, I think, maybe... 20, 25 miles away from where I lived. So there was that. And we started talking and she said, you know, I, I really enjoyed your Instagram. But what bugged me was your profile here. She said, because on your Instagram, you're so positive and everything that you're doing. She's like, but on your profile here, you said you sounded so angry. You you sounded like a man who had been through something and doesn't want to trust anybody. And you listed everything you don't want in a woman. When you should be on here saying everything that you would want in a woman. And keeping it positive. Not looking like you're damaged. And looking like you haven't given up on love. But reading all this it's so it's it's hard like like I wanted to just add you and tell you that 
she's like, um, I don't know if that makes you feel offended or whatnot, but I just, I read your profile. I thought you had a great smile, but your profile just, what you put on there killed it. You, you seem like you don't want to give anybody a chance because there's a couple of things on that list that I'm not, that I am, that you said you don't want in a woman, but I'm great at so many other things. And someone like me, you probably wouldn't give me a shot. And I remember that and I'm like, damn, she's right. She's right. I, without realizing it, I let everything that I had gone through in my life block me from meeting someone so wonderful, meeting someone who, who could, who could be the one potentially, who could, who could change, you know, my outlook on these things. I blocked it because I hadn't gotten over the things that I had been through. In fact, I, I carried all that baggage with me and when I got the opportunity, I displayed it to the world. And she's probably not the only one that felt that way. But, you know, now that I'm talking about this, I'm so thankful that this woman did say that. I never met this woman after that. Because I, I'm almost positive that uh, that scared her away. I don't even remember her name. But I do remember this this conversation um, and like I said, this that wasn't part of this my notes in this podcast, but talking about this, it made me realize that, yeah, it made me remember that, that that, that incident happened. Um, you know, we we never find out if we're healed. We never find out if we really do know our worth. We never find out if we're as strong and ready to love again until we get the opportunity. And like I said earlier, that's when the test comes. That's what I mean by surviving you. Because you can survive. Like if I, like I'm still here, right? I'm standing, I'm working, I'm, I'm raising my kids, I'm a great father, I'm doing all these things and I'm providing and I'm living my life, I'm healthier than I've ever been. You can survive all that, but can you survive you? Because once you've gotten through all of that and you're still standing, the final test is, can you now survive you or are you still damaged? Are you still going to get in your own way? Are you still going to tell yourself, this can't be real. This can't be real. This is too good. Something's going to mess up. I know it. You know what? It's going to mess up. And by the way, before it messes up, I'm going to cancel this. I'm, I'm done. I'm going to throw it away because I don't, I don't believe it can be this good. Whatever it is you're doing. In my situation, it's a relationship. I 
I have this gift and a curse with dating runners. When I, 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 when I finally give in, when I finally say, I'm, I'm going to give it a shot, I'm in, 100%. It usually ends up being a runner. Uh, it's been like that for a long time. Prior to me being married, um, I remember a few times, you know, giving in to uh, a few different people that were all in. And then I said, okay, I'm all in too. And within a, a matter of weeks, uh, it was what they call now ghosting. And it was just boom. Just take off. Why? Nothing that I did, nothing happened. It was just usually things are too good. Things are, this can't be real. This can't be this. This can't be that. And leave. Boom. And um, that's just been my thing. I don't know, you know, why. Um, and, you know, it's not really for me. Uh, to understand why. I just got to continue to be the man that I am. I got to continue to grow and continue to be um, the strong, independent father that, I'm, that I've been. Um, I am the happiest I've ever been in my life. Um, my life is, I always say this on Instagram, my life is simple, just the way I like it. I am happy whether I'm with someone or without them. That's how I know I'm finally in a good place because I don't need anybody to make me happy. I am happy. Um, but I also would like to share my life with somebody, add them to that equation. Not so they have to do the things that I do, but share my life with somebody. I like what they're doing. I'd like to add that to my equation so we could be doing something great together. Um, and that's where I'm at. Um, and I know you're probably going, man, I, you got a couple of podcasts ago, what, what, wait, what happened? Something happened. You know, I, uh, <laughs> a lot has happened. You know, um, unfortunately, I've had to just sit back and uh, let the chips fall where they may, um, because I, uh, you know, I decided to um, to open my heart. I decided to. Uh, Give, you know, love, give uh, a relationship an opportunity. I decided to do all of that. And um, I don't, I don't regret any of that. But the person that I was with um, just 
begin to do all the things that you hear me listening in this topic. Not knowing whether she deserved things to be so good. Not understanding why, um, even though things are great, why uh, it was triggering certain feelings in her. Um, And not understanding why uh, she couldn't get herself to want to make it work. Um, Which was confusing to me. um, Because, you know, we were in a place... And this isn't a new thing. This is someone that I've known for a while, for over a couple of years. Um, we were in a place and then in a matter of like, if it felt like a blink of an eye, um, the conversation shifted. And I was kind of like, well, you know, this sounds like something that um, I can't help with. I'm, I'm me. I'm the same person I was you know, a couple days ago. Um, and unfortunately, this is something that I, it sounds like you have to deal with. You have to, you have to fix, you have to get some understanding about it. It, it Apparently it's not something I can help with. And I'm not, I'm not trying to be the guy who's forcing my way in to be like, Hey, I can do this. I can't do that. I can't because I know where I'm at. I know who I am. I know I'm very comfortable with who I am and, and what I bring to the table. Um, and the disconnect happened, happened and it just didn't, there's nothing that I can do and it sucks. Um, but what can you do? You know, um, You you gotta at that when things like that happen, you kind of gotta just you gotta back up, you gotta back off, and you gotta give someone their space, and that's what I've had to do, you know. And being everything that I've gone through over the last going on five years now, um, you know, I can tell I'm I'm better, I'm healed. Because I'm a lot stronger than I used to be. And um, although this didn't work out, I, uh, I'm i not giving up on meeting someone. I'm not getting giving up on uh, love. I'm not giving up on any of that. It's not made me bitter. Nothing. Uh, it definitely sucks. You know, because this is a wonderful person and I still believe that she's a wonderful person. I just think that there is some things that um, she has to, to, to think about. Some things that she has to deal with that I would love to say that I could, I wish I could help, um, but I can't. Um, not really because I don't want to, I I would love to, but I, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, Hey, I just need my time. I need, I need to figure this out. But I know that all of this is 
for some reason it's not for me right now. Uh, which is super crazy. <laughs> super crazy. Um, but that's where this, this topic comes from. Being in your own way. Being... Feeling like you don't deserve something great. When, when, when you know you have something and you know it's great. Everybody around you is telling it's great. Telling you that it's great. Everybody is happy for you, is ecstatic. And you still feel like, I don't know why I can't allow myself to make this work. I don't know why my mind is messing with me. I don't know why I can't make the connection. I don't know why I can't get over this hurdle. Those are hurdles that we think we got over in the past. And maybe we did, but then we get to a point, like I said, where we're in a better place in life and, um, Then we meet somebody and then we realize, yeah, we got past those hurdles, but now can we survive us? Because now I'm having all these conflicting thoughts and I don't think this is going to work for whatever reason. I don't even have an answer. And we start doubting that that we're worth something so great. We're start, we start doubting that anything could possibly be this good and, and we don't deserve it. Um, I know because I was there. And as much as you would like to be able to point things out and to tell someone that they deserve it and that they're worth it, you can't do that for somebody. They have to do it for themselves. And for someone like me, who's, um, I'm used to helping. I, I just, I love to help people. I want, I always want to help. You know, I want to be the person that people call when they need help or just to talk. I want to be that person that, hey, man, I need a ride. You know, can you come get me? Or, you know, I just, I, I love helping people. And when, you're that way and you're told there's nothing that you can do to help. I need to figure this out. It just, it sucks. I think a lot of us are, are, we go through times in our life, especially those of you who are listening, who, um, who have gone through some very traumatic times, whether it be your childhood whether it be relationships or anything like that, I think there are so many of us out there that um, we have a hard time surviving us. And we're never fully going to be healed until we can. Never. Never. 
I can say that I am okay. I am... I'm going to keep my hat in the in the game, <laughs> so to say. I, you know, I told a friend of mine, I said, you know, I'm not going to stop dating. I'm going to date. I'm going to, you know, keep putting my hat out there and, and, and meet people and talk to people and just give, give it a shot. Um, and I'm going to see how it goes. I'm not going to give up. Um, I'm not going to become a hermit and say, okay, I tried, I'm going back to my, my, my hole in the wall. I'm not going to do that. Um, so I'm able to say that because now that I've had this situation and it didn't work and I'm okay, I know that I've gotten better. I know that I'm healed and I know that I've survived me because I didn't get nervous when um, when it was going really good because I knew I deserved that. I deserve it. I deserve a good relationship. I deserve love. I deserve a good woman. I deserve all the things that come with that. So it didn't make me nervous. In fact, it excited me. I started making plans. I started wanting to do certain things. And man, now, you know, we can do this. I can, you know, have someone to do this with. I can go to a concert with this person. I can do this. I, all these, I had all these ideas and, and I was excited. Um, so I know I'm good. Um, and I've survived me. Which says a lot because I've come a long way. If any of you are going through this right now and you're listening, give yourself a shot. Don't be so hard on yourself. Give yourself the opportunity to be open to something good, something that feels great. And on the flip side, if it doesn't feel great, um, if all the signs are there that it's going to fail, shut it down. But if you've been through a lot of stuff and you're not used to things being great, get back on the horse. Give it a shot. Because everybody deserves to be happy. Everybody deserves it. Everybody deserves love. Everybody deserves the opportunity to get back on that horse and uh, get back in the race again. All right? I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, I love you guys. Uh, I hope you have a wonderful day, wonderful night. Um, This has been episode 37 of the Perfect Mess Podcast, Surviving You. And uh, as always, you can follow me on Instagram at It's Ray Molina. The podcast Instagram is The Perfect Mess Pod. And uh, my website, as always, is raymolina.com. For those of you who'd like to donate, uh, it's not a requirement. Um, I'm doing just fine by word of mouth. But if you would like to donate, and some of you have, I use Cash App. You can, you can send uh, any donations there. It's dollar sign It's Ray Molina. Um, and, uh, like I always say, my life isn't perfect, 
Oftentimes it's a mess, uh, but it's my mess. And for me, it is the perfect mess. I love you. You guys have a wonderful, wonderful day. God bless. Perfect mess is my perfect mess. Perfect mess